All right. Good morning, everyone. It's Friday, July 20th. You're listening to Two and a Half Hoopers, Kate Cunningham's favorite basketball podcast. He's not an all-star yet, so we can say him. I'm your host, <laughs> Jacob Lehman. Uh, with me, I'm joined with, as always, George Martin. Hello, everybody. Am I not the half hooper tonight? Uh, we, we got three full hoopers tonight. Uh, well, I beat Josh a few times in one of you want to in basketball today so he's a half hooper uh and yeah. he's so uh yeah how, how you doing today this is not josh rose it's josh nowakowski from j sports podcast i'm sure you all know him yeah how you doing and and i believe i did win uh the boston drill didn't i i had to leave early to go scoop ice cream so uh, that doesn't count uh, uh, uh. uh and for anyone else who watches on youtube i'm gonna get ahead of the story yes i'm growing an off-season mustache i don't want to hear jack from anyone unless you send me a picture with you having a better mustache i don't want to hear anything i think frankie uh might be in the running for that. So Frankie the Ace the cannot grow a mustache. He can grow a beard. He cannot grow a mustache. I I feel like Adam Morrison right now. I feel great. Um, George, are you wearing a tank top today? No, I'm actually wearing an Abercrombie shirt, which is on par for what I wear. So it's 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 either yeah, it's tank top or it's Abercrombie shirt. All right, I'm wearing my Planet <laughs> Fitness shirt. Just so everyone knows, I work out. Haven't been there in about three weeks though. Yeah, no, he doesn't work out. Don't let him. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no, Josh Rhodes. I'm gonna let that one slide because uh, George is the fitness guru here. Uh, no, Josh Rhodes. He's busy tonight, uh, but I'm sure he has a lot to talk about for the draft. So I got a few things I'm gonna tell you guys about him when we get into the stuff like that. He has a few opinions, so uh, I'll just sp- spice him out throughout the podcast. Uh, but nonetheless, we had a good show. Uh, like I said, the draft. We got a lot to do there. I'm glad we have Josh Nowakowski here because if it was me and George talking draft. That would not have been good. Uh, I'm, I'm the voice of the casuals as far as the NBA draft. So I'm glad I got you two here so I could just kind of shut up after the intro. Uh, so yeah, we got winners. We got losers. We got some steals. Uh, we got me already calling Josh's favorite player Bucky because I can't say his last name, but he's from UConn. He's, he's, his first name's James. Uh, <laughs> then we got some more Daryl Morey hijinks. And uh, this guy right here, Josh Nowakowski, big Team USA expert. So I'm going to take his – we're going to cover the Iran game. We're also going to talk some Slovenia. We're going to get crazy. Uh, but I'm going to lead with Russell Westbrook is going to L.A. And not the Clippers, Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, full trade, Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Trez Harrell, and this year's first rounder uh, going out from the Lakers, coming into the Lakers, Russell Westbrook, and two future seconds. Uh, so I'll just start here. I'll start with George. Just basic – just bones of the trade. Is this a good trade for the Lakers? Uh, just, just like asset and value wise, it is. Uh, Lakers, uh, they really only gave up like one Im- important role player guy in uh, KCP. I mean, if you look at Trez, uh, we didn't even know if he was opting in. He wasn't coming back regardless. So that was kind of just a throwaway asset. Kuz, <laughs> you know, he's had a lot of struggles. He wasn't really improving. He thought he was a 25 point per game all star. And, yeah, he really wasn't embracing his role towards the end of his time here. The one that uh, made me the most like sad, I guess, was KCP because he was phenomenal. He rarely missed any games. He was kind of the Iron Man of the team, just hustled, uh, was probably our best shooter uh, over his time here. So uh, definitely you're going to miss that. But uh, what they get back is a star playmaker, star point guard. I do have questions with the fit, but I think that's remained to be seen with the rest of the roster construction. But just simply analyzing it from the trade side, I think the make the Lakers made out well here. So I do want to get your full your opinion right now. I want to lock it in. 
because the where there's rumors the trades happen and you're pissed off. You don't like it. You, I know. Uh, for some reason, the, this year's pick is what hangers it for you. You're like, oh my god, we can't throw that no. in for Russell Westbrook. So I no. just want to. Are you happy with this trade? Um, and I guess we'll we'll get into right here. Uh, we'll get out of the way with the Buddy Heald situation. Uh, do you wish we made this trade for Buddy Heald instead of Russell Westbrook? <sighs> That's good. Yeah. Yep. Get it all out. Get it all out. I mean, I really, really thought Buddy would be the better fit in terms of he's an elite three point shooter. He kind of really like after the after the playoffs, we were like shooting, shooting, shooting. He was perfect. The price was Trez and Kuz, which I thought was a fucking steal. But yeah, I, I kind of wish we did it. Um, but I love Russ. Uh, he's one of my favorite players in the NBA. So I'm not, I, I, it's grown on me uh, as the day's gone on and just what I've been seeing throughout the league. So I'm okay with it, but for the sake of the answer, yeah, I kind of wish we got uh, healed uh, with those assets. Oh, the run on sentence. Okay. Make sure you put a period next time. Let me get Jay sports in here. Uh, We're talking about fit here. We're talking about buddy healed or Russell Westbrook. Does the trio of LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook fits. Uh, and how does it fit, Josh? Uh, yeah, so I think it will fit. I think it might take a, a few games to get the fit. But I think this is going to be a team that will attack the paint. I really ho- hope that's what they're gonna. the plan is to be. Because Westbrook, we know when he attacks the rim, he attacks aggressively. LeBron can attack. And then you have Anthony Davis, who I like when, he's pl- when he bangs with bigs. I like when he gets physical. And... Um, so I think the fit will work. I understand the shooting woes and why Buddy would have been the better option. He's the better uh, uh, floor spacer for the Lakers. He w- That would have made more sense. I totally understand that. But Russell Westbrook's a superstar. When you can get a superstar, you, re- you get a superstar. So I think the fit will work. See, so yeah, let me hop in here before we uh, change lanes. We got one more little thing for the Lakers, but I'll be the closer for the Lakers. Uh, I really think that sometimes just talent wins out. And I'm not saying there's a chip on the way or anything. I'm not saying there's a there's a conference finals on the way. But Russell Westbrook is 10 times the player Buddy Heald is. And if we've seen on the Lakers numerous times, George should know, we watch almost every Laker game. Sometimes when you come to Lakers, you just stop hitting threes. And if Buddy Heald is one of those players like KCP, like Wes Matthews, he's useless in the court. He gives no defense and he's not a secondary playmaker. Um, I do think that a lot of the guys that wanted Buddy Heal, you know, on Twitter from the streets like George, um, they're kind of negating the fact that we need shooting and a secondary playmaker at point guard because that's yeah. what we brought in Schroeder for to replace Rondo, mm-hmm. and he didn't give us that. And I the really Rondo do, points. I I really do think that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are gonna have a hell of a time just chilling on the bench sometimes because Russ is gonna give you forty minutes a night at at hundred miles per hour. And he's definitely some guy who can take the 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 pressure off LeBron from dribbling the ball up the court every time, being the only guy who can create. Because tell me one guy on the perimeter last year that could create besides LeBron. You want to say Schroeder, but that was the first half of the season. Second half and in the playoffs, he was horrible. He was not good. After and he got COVID. After he got COVID, yeah. And uh, I don't I don't want to think like that and uh, think the COVID might have affected him. Maybe it did, but he did go over in a playoff game, and that's just unacceptable uh, if you're playing with LeBron James. So uh, I do like it from the standpoint of Russ. Uh, but if we can't get shooters, it'll be very tough. If the Lakers can't pick up any shooters, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of ring chasers and uh, there will be the 
the opportunity just went out because you've got the talent there. Uh, that said, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I've had one miss as far as calling Lakers off seasons in the past four years. Uh, two, if you count Carlos Boozer, I thought he would take us to the, the promised land uh, in, in 2014. But I liked Trez last year, and I was a little wrong about that. But I feel like I've been ahead of the curve for a few of these. Uh, so I'm pretty confident that Russell Westbrook can make a pretty positive impact, impact on the Lakers. Uh, but I'll end it here uh, with you two for the Lakers, and we'll talk about some wizard stuff. Uh, is this enough for Lakers? Because this is the cap you're looking at. God, uh, 85% of the cap's been on these three players. Um, you got THT and Caruso who are restricted, so you can bring them back over the cap. But other than that, it's looking very, very bleak uh, as far as bringing guys in who can really make a difference as besides just shooting or maybe rim protection. So I'll start with J, J Sports here. Uh, is this enough to win a championship? I mean, if you the way the current roster is, probably not. You, got, I mean, like you said, add in some ring chase shooters. Uh, we'll get into the draft. They signed. They got three undrafted guys who are are shooters. They got which, you, which you're gonna need because they're cheap as yeah. hell. Yeah, you got you have some three and you picked up a couple three and D guys. So I mean, the way the roster's constructed to the date right now. No, probably not enough. At the end of free agency, when we get some of those vet minimums, I think it will be. Uh, George, you like to fall in love with, and this is everyone. We all do it. Now, there's tons of times where we're playing Xbox and we're like, we got to build this sort of team because it's the most recent thing that's happened. Yeah. Uh, but I know you want to stick to the the bully ball, the, the pace and space that the league has done. But is this enough talent to just, you know, you put these three on the court and hey, maybe it works. Um, I do think in some capacity, yeah, because I am sort of confident that uh, there will be a decent roster around them. Uh, we have an MLE. We have, a, I think, a TPMLE, which is like what we signed West with, which is five mil. So we can still get, you know, some ring chasers. I definitely think Melo's on his way, who's a great scorer off the bench. And I saw this post on Twitter. I don't know how Lehman's going to like it. Um, the last three NBA champions... I believe we've all shot below 35% from three. So I know I'm like the big shooting guy, but you know, if you have talent, if you have these guys who can just physically dominate, I, I think you can still get away with it. I know we've seen, uh, you know, a few of these teams, the Nets, the Jazz, the Clippers, phenomenal three point teams. But you know, when it gets to the end of the games and you just need a bucket, you look at the Lakers and there's three guys that can do that for you. And, I also do think getting Russ will push Anthony Davis to the five, which is like the ultimate cheat code, ultimate spacing, which also opens driving lanes for Russ and LeBron. And LeBron does like running pick and rolls with guards to get switches. So a LeBron Russ pick and roll kind of, kind of nice. Cause you know, one of them rolls to the, to the bucket. Those guys are incredible playmakers. They'll throw that ball perfectly for an alley-oop or, you know, a kick out to the corner. Uh, yeah, I think that I don't know about the whole push 80 to the five thing, because it does help uh, that Russ gets rebounds. He, he makes it easier on bigs. You won't have a rebound problem when you have Russ out there because the point guard that boards. Uh, Which helps for us because AD isn't, you know, the I, he's a good rebounder, but, but he's not phys he's not physical as a yeah, thing. He doesn't yeah. like the defense aspect of guarding the big men. And I think who we who the center rotation we have this year can make or break our, our ceiling. Uh, just like That's it did fair. in our championship run. That's fair. Uh, just because you got to have guys. Yeah, the ultimate cheat code is 80 at the five, but it's like the Warriors death lineup a few years back where you break it out. At, it's a break in case of emergency or break in case of close game. Uh, so I do like that, but it's going to definitely depend on who they kind of put on the, you know, put with them. 
Um, so can I lock it in, George? Uh, 2020 champs, or you got to see a lot more? <laughs> I'm not going to lock it in right away. Uh, I definitely need to see with free agency and what we do with Dennis as an asset. If he walks, if he resigns, if we trade him. Why but, would he uh, give us the time of day and do a, a sign-in <laughs> trade? He he hates because, the Lakers. Because he can get more money that way. Uh, we can basically exactly. sign him to whatever he wants. He can pick his destination. And even if we don't get a player out of it, I think we can get a, a trade exception. So, I mean, that's something. I, I wouldn't like to see him walk. But uh, if he does, he does. For sure. And uh, Josh, take us home here. Uh, champs or uh, all about the rotation that we get behind him? I, I'm not going to say champs yet. I know I know my name up here, Russell Westbrook, 2022 NBA champ. But I'll see what the roster looks like. I'll see what they do with Schroeder, if they get the sign-in trade, what goes on. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll, for, we'll save that for the season preview. Sounds good. Yeah, uh, close remarks here for me. Uh, I want to see I'm – I'm probably the biggest Russell Westbrook fan you'll find. I love the guy. I defended him to no end at the end at the end of the season when he's breaking those records. For some reason, I was the one on the pod defending him, but that's neither here nor there. Josh, uh, George was with me. George was with me. <laughs> thank keep, you. Keep, keep muted. Keep muted. Uh, G- George was there, but I just spearheaded it. I had to be the one to start it. Uh, but it will see. It will depend on how he plays defense because uh, I I know it's three and D wins championships, but I'm not a huge believer in the three, and I'm all about that D. So I really do need to see how much he locks in. Yeah. And, uh, and see, <laughs> and see uh, how he uh, pause, yeah, whatever, uh, and just see how the defense pieces they bring. Uh, but we're not a Lakers pod; we're an NBA pod. So let's check in on some Wizards stuff. Uh, I'll ask the same question to you, and I'll start with uh, Nowakowski. Is this a good deal for the tri- for the Wizards? I don't, I don't know. I have mixed feelings on the Wizards just because, like, now it's like Bradley Beal wants to stay in DC. He's and- always wanted to stay. They keep, <laughs> yeah, I. I just I don't know. I it's just the what the rotations will be, who gets the playing time and who doesn't like I I'm just I don't know how I feel about this the way the roster's constructed at the moment. Um they have a lot of guys they have they have a lot of young talent and guys that you know, I think a lot of these players have chips on their shoulders. Kuzma, Trez, KCP, they're going they're going to want to prove the Lakers wrong and say you should have kept us. I know that, you know, those guys have chips on their shoulders, and um, yeah, I—I I mean, they're going to be a fascinating team to watch, though. George, hop in here. I think the Wizards made pretty well out of this deal. Uh, they get off of a very large contract for an aging star. They keep their own pick, which was fifteen. I thought that would have been included in the deal. So they had two very nice, you know, middle of the pack first round picks. They got to pick their guys. They see something with uh, KCP and Kuz, apparently, but they might uh, flip Trez. But overall, you know, they have a team around Beal. I don't know why he's staying. I know Lehman said they're trying to push him out. But, you know, he's on on the bench last season. He's got his hands in his face like he's pouting, but he wants to stay. So I I don't feel bad for him. I love watching him play. But if (laughs) this was his season to get out, I thought a a rust trade would have been, you know, the marker for him leaving. But uh, from a team, from team building wise, they also got to pick, uh, pick their own player. They're gonna have some space here, so we'll see what they're what they're able to do. But you know, they acquired Russ for a salary dump in Wall, and they attached a first. Here they get a first back, and they get three rotation guys for their team. I think they made out pretty well here. Yeah, I'm. I'm a you. you at the end, they like it, but I feel like I'm bigger on this trade for the Wizards than most people are, uh, just because. Just crack a cold one. What was that? <laughs> Water. Sorry. 
What kind of what is that? The Sony? What, 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 uh, liquid Death? Kirkland. All right. Costco's finest water. No Not free promo. promo. No. Free sorry, promo. sorry. I'll mute myself. <laughs> Anyways, uh. Just because I thought Westbrook was going to be the hard one to trade and not Beal. Because Beal, you could flip any team. It doesn't matter. Westbrook had a 50 mil contract and it didn't seem like he fit on too many teams. So you get Kuzma back who uh, we have a former Cal Kuzma stand in here, George Martin. And he didn't really mention Kuzma's going to average 18 next year. Easy, easy money for Kuzma. Um, you got you got him on a good deal. Uh, and then you get that first round pick, uh, which they picked a 22 uh, last night. And then KCP. So Trez, yeah, kind of there. But in the East, I I feel like it's a very odd team now because they have Beal still, and they have these young guys too, but they got KCP and Trez, these veterans. But in, at the end of the day, uh, you get off that contract, you get some good stuff back, and you don't take any more salary on. Uh, so I like it a lot for the Wizards. And then uh, we're kind of already talking about it here, but no, Kowski, does this change the direction like that Brad Beal's, that future is for the Wizards? Because is he going to reassess? Does he want to trade now? Do they still want to trade him because they're going towards a full rebuild because they traded a former all-star in Russ? Where did, where's your mind land here? I I think I think he's going to he's gonna want to stay, and I think he wants to see, you know, okay, let's look at these guys. Let's see how I mesh with Kuzma and KCP. Let's see how the young guys develop. Let's see how the guys we've drafted, how they're doing. And I think if we're at the trade deadline in the middle of the season next year, and the Wizards are struggling. Maybe Beal's name's thrown out there, but I think he wants. I think he wants to give this team a fair chance before he just asks out. He's given them a uh, three seasons worth of fair chances, but you know <laughs> that's Bradley Beal, good guy, Bradley Beal. Uh, George, what about you? Uh, wh- where do you stand on Bradley Beal? Is it a mid mid season thing? Uh, because it seems seems like if there was going to be a trade done, it would be before all these picks were made. Uh, and now they're kind of in a tough spot. What do you want these guys that? You didn't want to pick, but they're still rookies, you know? No, I think this was his best chance to uh, to move on, especially with the, the dealing of Russ. I thought it would just been a fire sale. I actually thought Beal was going to get moved first, then causing Russ to be dealt. I agree. But I think he just – he likes playing in Washington. He's earned a lot in his career. Maybe, you know, some players just they, – they'd rather stay where they are. They don't mind, you know, not being on a contender – He's getting, you know, he's getting paid. He's raising a family. I, I guess that's fine enough to him. I mean, I really felt like this year, especially with a team like the Warriors, cough, cough, that uh, he would have been dealt. But, you know, who knows? Maybe two years down the line, the Lakers are going to have, you know, a lot of people off the hey, book. This is his last year, by the way, Bradley Beal, on his contract. No, he's a free agent. I thought in 23. I thought he's, he's, I think, he's got a he's got a player option. Oh, he has an opt. Could, okay, he's an opt. So... so so you're building this team with Bradley Beal in mind, but he can leave next year. So he's playing in 22, and then after that season, he has an option. So they, they got two years Bradley Beal, or this is the last year if he opts out? So you're saying summer of 23, he can opt out? Oh, I thought you fact-checked me. No, summer of uh, 22, he can opt out, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he <laughs> Actually, I have no idea, but... Um... Yeah, basically, he, he kind of has the leverage here. He's just going to see what happens. I, I guess he just sees it as another year of evaluating, and he'll go from there because I think that's all he can really do. It's a sticky situation. I think the Wizards feel like this is a better decision to, to make him stay. They're bringing in you know younger core guys. They have Denny. They have these pieces. They have two new rookies. Uh, actually, they traded one for Aaron Holiday, but they have these younger guys. Um, they're going to have space. So maybe Beal feels like there's something uh, in the making. 
I don't I don't really see it though, but time will tell. All right, so yeah, he's a 2022 player option, so I was not incorrect. I'm very happy I was right about that. Um, so yeah, uh, that's the trade. You guys want to give some grades? Get the hell out of here and get to the draft. George, give a grade for the Wizards and the Lakers. Just pull something out of a hat. <laughs> I think the I'll go with the Wiz first here. I think they get, I think they get like a a B, a B. Um, it was solid for them, but. I don't know. I just feel like with Beal there, there's like this looming question mark. I don't know if this was necessarily enough for them. They have something to sort of convince him. And then Lakers side, I know as much as I kind of like didn't harp on it, I, I'm going to give it a B plus. I, I think uh, getting the star, we harp so much on get the guy, get the star, and then figure the rest out. We said that with the Nets. Um, talent wins. I know Lehman is a, you know the runner of that expression, so I'll go with him there. I think when you when you get when someone like that's available and you can get him, you do it. Uh, Lakers have always done this. They always gamble for the star, and it's worked. You know, we have 17 of them things, so I, I think overall it, it was the right thing to do. Sounds good. And then uh, Nowakowski? Uh, I'm going to go B-plus for the Wizards just because of how much they really did get back. Um, oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go B-plus. You know, we'll see if they do flip Trez, what they get for Trez. Um, you know, I think Kuzma really just needed a fresh start. I still have faith that he's going to be a great, a good NBA player. So, you know, I'm excited to watch the Wizards, you know, just see how this team looks, you know. So I'll give him a B plus. I'll go, I'll go A with the Lakers just because you got the superstar, you got your guy. And now it's like, all right, we have our three stars and let's build around them and let's go for number 18. So, yeah. I want Mr. Nowakowski as my teacher. He gives some generous ass grades. He, he gave almost two A's, but I agree. It was a pretty good trade for both. Uh, Lakers definitely have more bust potential with this one, but we'll see. All right, let's move on to the draft. So uh, what I have planned for you guys, we're just going to cover every lottery team, uh, get some thoughts. Maybe for a few of them, we'll get some grades. I don't know, Mr. Nowakowski's had on an A's today, so maybe I'll do it again. Uh, but yeah, let's just start right here. Uh, Pistons in the first round. First pick, Cade Cunningham. Uh, we're not going to spend too much time here because we all knew it was happening. Plus, he's just a good guy, good player. Uh, good father, probably, to a four-year-old. Who'd have thought that? Uh, but, uh, George. Just sure, talk sh- surefire pick here. Uh, loved his draft interview and his draft attire as well. Those <laughs> He's a cool-ass dude. I love that Very guy. fun. Yeah. Uh, definitely seems like a good father to his daughter. I, I, I enjoyed most of that. But, surefire number one pick. Uh, can't go wrong here. I... I Love it, obviously. I don't want anyone getting the wrong idea. I didn't know he'd have a four-year-old daughter that he'd be a good dad. I'm not. I'm not here to slander anything. Nowakowski, a pick on the for the Pistons. Yeah, I mean it was the obvious pick. Um, hopefully Detroit can get something going with uh, with him and Grant and you know the team they have because I mean Detroit basketball has been pretty irrelevant for the for a while so. Hopefully he's uh, one of the guys who can help turn it around, but I like him uh, as a person and as a player. And, you know, I'm excited to see, you know, how his talent translates to the NBA. I have wet dreams about him and Killian Hayes in the backcourt. So I'm very excited <laughs> to see that if Killian Hayes can stay it's healthy. Be a fast moving offense. Plus, the Bay, plus Jeremy Grant, 
it's yeah. going to be a good ass time watching the Pistons. They're going to be this year's Hornets. They're going to almost sneak in there Ooh. because Cade, Cade's going to have a very immediate impact. He's already got an NBA body. He'll probably uh, he's, put he's up six, like Simmons rookie numbers. Hopefully, he can actually improve those once he gets out of this. Ben Simmons, come on, George. Come no, on. His, Yo, ben Simmons averaged 16, 16 8 and 8, eight his eight. first year. I think Cade can do Absolute I, monster. He actually, was crazy good. Cade would, Cade would probably put up 20. I think he's a he's a way better scorer. And no, yeah. he's going to have the keys there in Detroit, no doubt. He's got the keys and the talent, which is very, very uh, rare for for a rookie. Like Moa had the talent, not the keys. So he's my rookie of the year pick. Uh, and very rarely does the number one pick win the rookie of the year. But uh, spoiler, yeah. he's my pick. Uh, so yeah, I really like what they're building there for the Pistons. Plus, great coach in Dwayne Casey gave him a good ex- extension. So they have a good culture there, and they they were 17th they're in defense last something. year. So they're gonna win these games. So I'm very excited for that one. All right, number two, uh, Rockets select Jalen Green. I'm going to do a bit of a rotating thing here. So, Nowakowski, uh, lead us off here. Yeah, um, I, I like Jalen Green a lot. Um, I know we kind of talked about it, you know, how you kind of talked about his shot selection. But I just think he's a pure shot. He's a great shooter, um, a good shot creator. And, you know, he was playing against G League guys who are trying to get up into the NBA. So, you know, we we kind of know what he's going to be like in the NBA. Um and I really, I'm really high on Jalen Green. Um, I don't know, I don't know if the Rockets was the perfect fit for him, but I'm really high on Jalen Green, and uh, yeah, I like him a lot out of the draft. Thank God you gave me a good segue there, because I want to lob this up to draft expert George. Uh, how is this guy? Because Rockets obviously went with they're going to take their the best the best player on their board because the new K wasn't going to be there. I think Mobley was the best player on the board, but a hey, Green's no no slouch, uh, and he was probably the Rockets' best player. Uh, as, as far as their big board. So how does he fit with like Porter Jr. and those other wings they got there? Plus a guy like John Wall is going to take the ball out of his hands. You're not building a future with John Wall, but he's there for at least this year. Uh, so how do you like the fit there? Like Noah Kaska is mentioning. <clears throat> well, I did have problems with it coming in. Obviously, I had the Rockets taking uh, Mobley in my mock draft. But I mean, these him KPJ and Green are two pure scorers. Uh, they can create, they can score at will. I just think, that that backcourt's gonna be very fun. It's gonna and they also got Josh Christopher. We're not gonna talk about him because he's outside the lottery. Just those three guys. I mean, it's gonna be like an AAU thing. They're gonna have someone switch on to him. It's gonna be like cook his cook his ass and all that, you know, ISO. But um, I think they can I think they can fit. I definitely envision KPJ uh being more of like the facilitator and the guy who kind of runs the offense, because I know there's been similarities to him and Harden. They're both lefties, they can both, you know cook on the perimeter they can you know play make a bit but i think i think green will be more off ball in this case and i know with john wall there it's going to be even trickier but i i don't know they might they might buy him out i doubt it you don't draft according to how does he fit with john wall so we're no, in you draft there, talent. Yeah. yeah you draft talent I, I so don't you, you envision kevin porter jr as like the point guard uh, I think so because he did play when John Wall went down. He was the one for the majority of the rest of the season, and he did well there. I think, I, I know, like I said, John Wall's going to be there. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but eventually, I, I see him as their future one. Nowakowski, how is uh, Jalen uh, Green's defense? Uh, because I know Porter Jr. has no like no sort of a uh, itch to play defense. He's an offensive kind of guy. So does him and Green in the backcourt scare you as far as uh, kind of traffic cones? I mean, I don't want to say traffic cones, but I don't want to say he's, you know, a, a defensive specialist either. I think he's. Is the I, effort there? Yes. the I think it the is. Effort, I would say the effort is there. It's just 
adapting to the NBA style. I would say his effort is there on the defensive end, and it'll just get better with experience. So, Nokowski, how would you grade the fit? Not the pick, but the fit yeah. of Jalen Green with the Rockets. Uh, it, it's tough because I was with you guys on Mobley. I wanted Mobley there. Um, him and Christian Wood, I thought that would have been real fun together. Um, man, I don't know. The fit, just the... Uh, the, the fit. You could go uh, in the C's. You could dip. Uh, you don't got to right. be a good teacher. Be, be, I'll be, be Cameron Diaz. Be bad teacher. Okay, I'm. I'll say C C plus. Oof. I okay. He's not going to play basketball if you flunk him like this. What the hell? Okay, I'll I'll, I'll go B minus. I'll be a little. Thank generous. God. I'll go B minus. But so, yeah. So Jor, yeah. Nowakowski, give him a C plus. How do you how do you grade the fit? For green. For green. Oh, Josh, you're very harsh. I I think this is an A. Would you He's, mute him? He I, explained everything. I changed no, it. I, I said B minus. I still think that's harsh. Uh, definitely an A. I, he <laughs> could he could end up being he could end up being the best player in the draft. I don't with even with fit. I I don't I don't like you know this whole like oh draft or fit this. He's Wait, the the question was only on fit, <laughs> nothing else. He said the fit only. I still think it's I still think it's an A. I think they're gonna as an A. We're gonna move on before George gets exposed for muting me again. You can mute yourself. Don't mute me and Nowakowski. Pick number three. Cavs get Mobley, the big seven-one guy who's rumored to be the best big man defender since Anthony Davis. Yeah, that old guy, my favorite player in the draft. So he goes to the Cavs. Uh, they got Jared Allen on the back burner. He will not be returning because he wants a lot of money that he deserves, but he has no he has no role for the Cavs anymore unless they're going to put a 7-1 Mobley at power forward, which God forbid they try and do that. So, yeah, how do you feel, George? Uh, they kind of already – they got a backcourt. They got some forwards. I guess you just need another young guy at center, but they had Allen. So is this the right direction they went in going with a center uh, at Evan Mobley? Yeah, uh, it, it does get tricky, but – with the guys who were behind him, I would have felt like it, it would have been a disservice to not pick him. Again, it's the whole fit versus talent thing. And I just feel like, you know, as a talented big man as he is, with the track record he had in college, um, really a no-brainer there as well. Uh, he can stretch the floor. He can defend well, interior defender. They won't miss much from him. He his, he has a better offensive game than Allen. So I, th- I almost think it would be it's going to be an upgrade there. But I don't really have any problems with it. Hoping they can get something out of Allen. Maybe they can trade for a better wing. Because I know they have a Coro there and he's had his ups and downs. I know he was only a rookie, so I'll give him benefit there. But I think it's I think it's all right if they move on from Allen. Because that would be a lot of money tied up. I know they're going to have other guys they'll need to tie up as well. So I don't think it's worst case scenario. So I can't get upset because in the last pot I said, I w- if I'm in the lottery, I don't trade my pick back until Mobley's off the board. I love him so much. So if I'm if I can't come out of this pick, but Nowakowski, would you have rather seen them go for a fit because they're so far along in this rebuild and take like a Scotty Barnes or a Suggs, or is this the pick you like? This is the pick I like, and George brought it up like he hit it right on the nose with the money. Allen's going to command a, a good amount of money, and you basically just swapped him out with a younger center who's going to not be making a lot of money and who has the potential to be a better center than Allen is. Um, so I I liked this pick for Cleveland. Um, I like Mobley a lot. I would love to see him win rookie of the year. I don't think he will, but little I possibly rookie of the year for me. Um, but yeah, I, I like the pick. 
Breathe in a little hard there, George. Take a step back. <laughs> it's I not even say, that close to I my I would face. say take a deep breath, but I don't want to hear that too. Uh, so, yeah, Mobley there. I mean, yeah, I like it. I like it to get him out. Let's move on. Raps get Scotty Barnes, number four. Uh, first Ooh. shock of the night. Controversy. Uh, this is, controversy, is, controversy is right. Sex and controversy sells, so good on the Raps right there. Uh, they luck into this number four pick. They keep it. Uh, so maybe they are going for a rebuild here. Uh, George, should this have been Suggs? It just seemed like such a perfect fit. Uh, he's going to be there with Van Vliet, but they take Scotty Barnes here, who's also, I'm high on him too, but just walk me through that. We are high on Scotty, but I feel like they fumbled it because they had fit and they had talent with the, with Suggs here. Would have been a perfect yep. replacement eventually for Kyle Lowry because he's going to command a lot. I, FEV and him in the backcourt is perfect. And Scotty, phenomenal, definitely a top five prospect. But the problem here is there's not a lot of space for him. They have OG, they have Boucher, they have Pascal. Scotty's almost a Pascal replacement. And a lot of people on Twitter thought Pascal was out the door because of this, which yet to be seen. I don't think so. If they would have traded, it would have been Pascal on the pick to get uh, the most out of it. But I just the worry with him is his three-point shot. I know... Uh, he can develop it, and he's a great defender. But it just, it, I Suggs was like the perfect plug and play for the Raptors because they could have not really skipped a beat. They would have skipped a little bit of a beat because Lowry is just Lowry. But I felt they like, would have two step. They would have two step. I felt like with that pick that they could have been able to turn into a more of like a ready to contend. Now Barnes is a little bit of a project uh, to develop his offensive game. Where with Suggs, he can play off ball. He competes. He's a, he's feisty. He's dip, you know very well defensive, and he could also run an offense. So I was just really confused why they went Barnes here. Uh, yeah, Nowakowski, where do you see Barnes fitting in here? Is he like a? Uh, I believe he's six eight. Could be wrong. Uh, he's six eight and trunky and sturdy. Uh, is he going to be like kind of a small ball four here? Because like George said, there's a lot of guys built like Scotty Barnes on this team. They got Boucher, an undersized big. Pascal, a four. OG Anunoby, an undersized big. So yeah, where does he kind of fit here? Where do you see him playing? Yeah, I I guess you're gonna put him at at at, at the small forward, I think. And yeah, he is six eight and two twenty five. So, but I mean, the thing is, is he's a he is a project. What George said, he's a project on the offensive game a lot. I mean, he doesn't have much. He doesn't shoot well from three. Um, and another thing is like in one on one matchups where he needs to like get by a defender and drive to the hoop. It was he had he struggled to get to the hoop you know um so like that explosiveness that kind of thing um is something that he needs to work on so he's definitely a project he's not gonna come in i mean defensively he's gonna come in and make an immediate Im impact but offensively it's gonna be um it's gonna take some time for that to develop for him yeah i'm interested to see if uh, the rats make either of your loser lists just because this is the first pick where you're like hmm and I, I would say, you know, hey, you've got a good team, just draft the best player available, uh, but because you need a center and Mobley comes off the board, so that, per that picture perfect's there. are not going to reach on Wagner. Uh, but you also need a guard because Lowry's gone, so you could have picked Suggs. There's a need and a fit there, just like George said. George keeps hitting on the nose. I just don't like this pick. Uh, you strengthen one of your only strengths, which is uh, defense and forward rotation. So, I, don't, I mean, like I said, I'm, I, I like Scotty Barnes. I think he's got the coolest name in the draft. I really it just rolls up the tongue, Scotty Barnes. Uh, but yeah, 
I feel like uh, it's going to be a weird fit with him there. And I, I don't know if that might stunt his growth. But Raptors have a great developmental program. Absolutely phenomenal. So we'll just see. He's going to be good. We'll see where he fits and uh, if he's part of their future. Moving on to five and uh, also eight. We're going to cover the magic here. Uh, they have the fifth and eight pick. So at five, they luck in to Jalen Suggs. Um, we'll start with that one. Uh, so Nowakowski, Jalen Suggs. Uh, was this... This is the, I think Magic, uh, they probably had a different plan than taking Suggs, and he falls in here, and they're like, oh my god, we got Jalen Suggs, could be the best player in the draft. Uh, so, yeah. tell me about this. I I thought that they were waiting for Scotty Barnes. I thought that's who they were going to take, and I was fine with the Magic taking Scotty Barnes. They were going to have to figure out how to t- how to you yeah. know fit Scotty Barnes and Jonathan Isaac together, and they I, get this. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have been fine if that is how it played out, um, because you still had the eight pick, but... I mean, yeah, they really lucked out here getting Suggs. I am, I love him as a player. He's got a great offensive game, um, and also, you know, he. One thing, uh, you know, just be, be to become that three level score is just you know work on finishing against bigger opponents. But I think a lot of point guards struggle with that. Um, that's really my only knock on him. But Orlando, really, they. I'm going to use a, a different sports reference. They hit a home run here. Ooh, I'm, I'm familiar with the bases, except for with women. Uh, I'll move on to George. Um, so Jalen Suggs, had, I know you forgave him for the UCLA thing. Uh, so so we're, so we're uh, done with that. Uh, but we, I got to be a little bit. I got to rain on your little tiny parade. Uh, they do have a lot of point guards already. They got Fultz locked up, and Clinton had a good rookie season. They do. Uh, you take best available, so it's obviously a great pick for them with Suggs, but... Do you see one of them sliding out as Cole Anthony now a uh, a six man? You know, how does this rotation work? No, so I actually don't have a problem at all. I think they have very big question marks in that backcourt. The whole the health of Markel. I know Cole Anthony did pretty well his rookie year. There's uh, questions with his shot. Uh, he did get hurt as well. You don't want to see that because the Magic have gone through their uh, they've gone through too many injuries. But no brainer here again. I just complimented Suggs and how he plays, but. Uh, Oh, hold on a second. You get another phone call? No, my my phone was like freezing. But uh, yeah, I think they do have some question marks there. I do think I don't even know if Fultz is going to start to play the year. So I do think one of them is going to get uh, thrown to the bench. But I have no problem with this. Yeah, I'm a big Fultz guy. About uh, uh, yeah, I, uh, Jalen Suggs is the best player on their team already, and you play him forty a game to get him developed. Uh, I'm gonna go back to you, George. Uh, cover their eighth pick, uh, Franz Wagner. Uh, not to be confused with Mo Wagner, but they are brothers. I'm pretty sure, and they're uh, now both. They're now be on, on the, the magic. same squad. Uh, I feel like Franz is going to get a little bit more minutes than uh, Mo Wagner, but uh, we'll see what happens. So grade that pick. Uh, I was pretty pretty high on him going in with the minimal research I did. Yeah, I was surprised uh, that he went eight. Felt like there was a little bit of a reach there. Um, he only played two years of college ball. Uh, that's kind of the harp I've been seeing. Uh, he's a good defender, a pretty decent shooter. So I feel like he can fit into the culture that the Magic are trying to build. I see very defensive-oriented guys they're bringing in. Um, so as long as he can have a consistent three ball, I think this is a pretty good fit here. Uh, they can slide Jonathan Isaac to the four, have uh, Wagner at the three. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, I, I like this pick as well. Well, I do like this, and I disagree with the, the reach thing just because you're not going to trade back to 10 where he might go. Uh, and the next big man taken after Franz is, uh, I believe, the Turkish MVP at 16. So if you wanted a big man here, this was where you get it. 
um, he's not going to fall to any of the like first rounders like uh, that you can trade for. Yeah, well, before the Turkish guy was Kispert, who's another very good knockdown shooter. But yeah, you're right. That was that's not a. That, Franz Wagner's is a, a, he's a Franz three. is a three. He's not Billick's yeah. like brother. No, he's a little bit shorter. Oh, uh, he's he's like a he's like a forward. Okay, I thought I oh six eight is not a big. I saw his stats, but I still in college uh, it is Lehman. Yeah, sorry. okay, yeah, because I was watching like they're playing him in in the in the zone at the bottom, but you know me. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Nowakowski, Wagner. Yeah, uh, I like the pick. Um, maybe a little stretch, but not really. Um, when you look at the way the draft unfolded, um, maybe I, I think at the time when the pick was made, I was like, ooh, that's a stretch. But then when I saw what unfolded after, I was like, okay, it really wasn't that much of a stretch. Um, I like him a lot. He's a great defender. He's a great off-ball defender too, which I think that's something really hard for young guys to come into the league and be a good off-ball defender. So um, he's already, I think he's going to be a great defensive piece and he has a good offensive game as well. Uh, I, I like the pick for the magic. For sure. Uh, magic, get that eight pick from the bulls. Uh, this, this was a good draft uh, for them. Uh, we'll see the winners and losers stuff, but it, uh, when you have two picks in the top 10 and no one's going, man, they really messed that up. It, it, it's a lot. It's pretty good. So good stuff by the magic GM after that fire sale at the middle of the season. Move on to or move back, I guess, to six uh, for the Thunder. Uh, they get Josh Giddy uh, at number six. Oh, George has a reaction. Let's go to George Martin right now. What do you see? Well, I knew this. This one had some controversy on our mock when I put him as high as I did. This is this is even higher. I Where did you I put had, him on your mock? I think he was like ten or maybe. A, oh my nine. god! And he went six. He was nine, I think. He was nine or ten for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think originally it was the Pelicans who had the tenth pick. Um, but uh, yeah, six, just an interesting pick as well. He's a, a three, which they have a very good three in uh, Dort. Um, I think he can play a little bit of the two, but then again, Shea is also there, so <laughs> it, it's it's interesting. Well, Shea um, could play the the one two, but I mean, what what sucks is he has an offensive weakness, which is shooting, and um, you know, the Thunder don't really have many snipers from there. Uh, Maybe they can turn him into a good shooter like they did with Dort. Dort turned him into a 40% shooter, so maybe they have something there. They they really liked him. I, I saw many reports saying that, you know, if he was there, they were going to take him. So um, I guess you can't really fault them. He's got a lot of potential. He had some good film when he was in Australia. Um, I, I question it. <laughs> when I saw the pick, I'm like, Presky, what are you doing? I know I've questioned him a lot, but this one, I'm just, it's just going to be a wait and see for me. I, I really don't know. The white Australian dude can't shoot. Are you kidding me? What does he do? Uh, defense, surprisingly. He's de- so they, they paired him with know, they like, paired him with Ludort. That's good. All right, Nowakowski, take it away. Uh, yeah, I mean for the defense, yeah, but there's also film on him where he just has these like mental lapses where he just gets blown by. Like it, it, it was a, a stretch for me at him at six. Um, and like. He could play the two if you want and move shy to the one, but then you have a six eight two guard out there. I, yeah, and he doesn't have like great lateral quickness, so he can't guard the twos. So now, yeah, now. It, it's it's a weird pick for me. I think I need to see how the Thunder really plan the rotation before I can see what you know how it looks. You're gonna you're gonna hate this, Lehman. I did some research. Twenty nine percent from three last season. Yep. <laughs> No, yep. no, 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 no. Well, so his biggest strength is his court vision. I don't care. You have a point guard of the future already. Don't draft him. Don't. 
I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just and giving he shot you the strengths. Yeah. 40, 43% from the field and 70% from the line. That's not great at all. Yeah, Nowakowski's right with the court vision. Did he get a lot of assists? Good playmaker. But then again, Shea should be the one you're trying to mold into your future point guard. But who knows? Uh, they, they tried to shop Shea. So I don't know what they're doing here. I'm not the type of guy that's going to tell you can't play on draft day. I want to see a little bit. But yeah, I, it's wait and it, see for me, too. It, I, did, I knew it was a reach. I didn't know he did not fit with the team either. So I guess most I'd say about the Thunder, but we're going to get into that later. Uh, let's talk about the Warriors right now. Here we go. Uh, so they have seven. They have 14. They uh, take Jonathan Kaminga at uh, number seven. <laughs> uh, I will preface this, and I'll let the draft experts uh, talk about it. Draymond Green texted very early in the draft process or the draft night. I don't know which one. Uh, and he said, get Kaminga. So I guess he uh, he wants to mold the new Draymond Green. Uh, but to be honest, I couldn't care less. Uh, I don't like Kaminga, and I don't like him with the Warriors. You got the least ready NBA prospect on the most ready team to win the lottery. Who, oh, man, we'll see if that works. But uh, I forget which order I'm on, so who wants to take this one first? I'll let, I'll let Josh take it. Oh, how nice. Nowakowski, take it away. Yeah, I did not like this pick at all. I think I think the Warriors might be part of all of our losers. I'm just guessing <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah I, I did not. I was not a fan of this pick. And yeah, I mean, Scotty Barnes needs to develop more of an offensive game, but I think Kaminga's even farther away than Scotty Barnes is from an offensive game. Um, yeah, this was just a weird pick for me. Uh, George, we could get some more Kaminga slander, or we could have said, what would you do? Like we're, uh, John Cajones. You're putting Uh, on the spot. Uh, so they're at number seven. And let's say you can't trade the pick. Oh, and we we all three would have traded the picks, right? If there's a star on the table, we would have traded seven, 14 for something. So obviously there wasn't something there. Uh, so number seven, who do you take? Um, guys like Wagner went after him, Mitchell Williams, uh, Josh's guy, Bucky. Who do you take? Um, yeah, uh, when I didn't see Kuminga or not, sorry, not Kuminga, when I, when I saw Boke Knight fall to him, a thousand percent, I wanted. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> oh, he probably shut his phone off like a little goober. Ooh. All right. So he, he was going to go into Book Knight. So how would Book Knight fit, uh, with the Warriors? Is George off the goop or is that a good it's, spot for him? He would have fit. He would have had to come off the bench though with Clay and Steph there. And I want Book Knight in a place where he can start just. I mean, we'll get into book night when that pick happens. Um, so I would have been fine with it. I would where he ended up. I'm a lot more happy about. We'll, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. yeah. I I I would have taken Franz at seven. I know that's more of a stretch, but he's more NBA ready in my opinion. I so. So we got George back in here. George Nowakowski said he would have taken Franz. Uh, we already, we already discussed uh, Bucky. So I don't want to reiterate. So you're going to talk about Franz now. Would he fit there, or is Nowakowski off a of perk? Um, yeah, he he probably fits better. Uh, better shooter than what Kuminga was defensively is an, an upgrade for sure, which could fit well next to Draymond and alongside Wiggins if he's still there. Uh, so I, I felt like that made more sense as well because I, I also felt that uh, they could have taken uh, you know a guard as well with 14 that would have helped them with also getting Franz, but I did want to say with Boke Knight, I felt that they needed someone who else who could create off of Steph. I felt like a guy like Lamelo last year, even a guy like Halliburton could have worked well alongside him. I know Clay's a secondary playmaker. Yeah, exactly. Cause Steph was getting triple teamed. He'd pass it to, you know, 
I, Poole did play better, but you know these Michael Molders, these uh, JTAs, they couldn't create as well. You know, I, I just felt like someone who could get their own. Bokonai is an incredible three-level scorer. He can shoot threes. Just a, a playmaker and score alongside Steph with Clay returning would have been great. But yeah, I just felt like there was so many other guys. Kuminga is just. He's the biggest project, similar to what Wiseman was last year. He has he has large upside, but with Seth being 33-34, it just doesn't fit the timeline. And I just feel like the organization is on a different path than what they should be on. And I know I'm going to get pissed. Everyone's going to get pissed because Steve Kerr is not good at coaching young players. The developmental st- staff of the Warriors is top-notch, but Steve Kerr does not know how to give minutes to young players. So I'm going to get pissed about that, I know. Um, but I wish I gave some good news and say they picked together to help, that could help Steph uh, on the perimeter uh, at 14, but they didn't. They picked Moody, Moses Moody, who I like, who's a great shooter, but he's not going to break down a defense for you. So Nowakowski, is, is this what they needed after Kaminga and Moody? I mean, man, no, not really. <laughs> so yeah, Moody's issue with me is the playmaking. That's like my biggest is, is he, he, I think the game speeds up on him sometimes. And he he makes these really bad passes. I have he forces it. So yeah, he does. He racked up fifty two total turnovers and only had fifty one assists. Oh, oh god, he had does a he, negative assist. Does, does he issue? play the three or is he a guard? He's he, a guard. He's a he's a shooting guard, a six six shooting guard. With oh a no, they gotta put Clay at the three. So he's wow. so he's a three and D guy, but with, with which for me he's a catch and shoot guy. When he needs to start dribbling, that's when he gets in his head, I think. So you need to make this guy just – you either need to, you know, help him slow the game down or just make him a catch-and-shooter. Well, I think he's in the right spot for that because I, I, I don't hate this pick. I don't like the the, the double of Kaminga and Moody coming out when you have two lottery picks. But I do like Moody at 14 just because – if you want to go to a spot where a lot of pressure is off you and you could just shoot threes, the Warriors is the move. And not because they just shoot a lot of threes. They emphasize off-ball movement. Uh, and Moody's very good at that. And uh, it'll it'll be cool to see him uh, him and Clay uh, take turns taking the best card on the other team and they can hide Curry a better way like that. Uh, but yeah, George, just take us home here on Moody. Uh, do you like the pick here at 14 if you ignore the uh, Kaminga pick? I do. I actually thought that he could have gone seven. I felt like he fell into their lap and they kind of got lucky here. He's he's pro ready, which is is important with a uh, a Warriors uh, draft pick. Um, Josh hit it on the head with how he plays offensively. I feel like he's almost like a Jordan Poole, but less of like a, a like a shot creator. But I, I do think he provides something here with the Warriors. Um, he's not going to be like you know a random G League guy. He he's 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 played. He's sort of battle tested. They went to the Elite Eight. He was the leader of that team. Um, but he'll, he'll provide offense, uh, especially with shooting. So I do like this pick here. Uh, did these picks lose value? We always talk about it. It's like a oh, car when you drive it off the lot, you drive it off the lot and they lose, it loses the value just like a car, just like these picks. Did it lose a lot of value or I hear, I hear you screaming George. So <laughs> it finishes off with this. Yes. Yes. It loses value. Nothing's more intriguing than seeing, Oh, we have seven and 14. Then I say, how about I offer you? Moses Moody, James Wiseman, and Jonathan Kuminga for Bradley Beal, you're going to be like, hell no. But if I say Wiggins 7, 14, and Wiseman, you're like, oh, okay, that's that's a lot. That's that's pretty fair, you know. It's nothing to those guys. It's just it, it's how it is. It's like the – it's just like unwrapping a Christmas gift. There was more, you know, there was more intrigue and just, I don't know, perple- I, I don't even know what to say, but just before, like, you drive a car off the lot or unwrap a gift. 
The the smartest thing Colin Coward's ever said is that little analogy. Pixel oh, we like got a ours. Shams bomb. What what happened with shit? Oh, they're gonna send Derek Favors to Oklahoma City Thunder. So how cool! Okay. I bet there's a pick attached there. I guarantee it. <laughs> oh, Sam, Sam Presti. I don't care about that Shams bomb. Maybe we'll cover it at the end. We'll see if he actually gets shipped there. Uh, but we got the Kings. Uh, they get Davion Mitchell at number nine. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take the lead here. Let's go, host Lehman. Because I'm, I'm very, very upset because they simply don't know how it's a draft. They just, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Mitchell. He's a bucket. He's very good in the NCAA tournaments. But you already have your backcourt of the future. And you, by the way, you didn't trade Buddy Hill. The Lakers spurned you. They said, no, we're going to get Westbrook instead. So you, don't, you still have Buddy Hill who plays the two. You got Halliburton who plays the one and two. And Aaron Fox, who is your star point guard, who could be a top 10 point guard in the league if you give him the right talent. And you go and you pick Mitchell, who in no way can play the three. No, he's a guard. He's 100% a guard. Do you know how tall he is, Lehman? Six is he 6'1"? Six one? He's 6'1". Six six one. Yeah. Okay. Look Look at me. Look at me. Now I'm even more pissed off because he's not he even can two, only, he's a one. Because he can only play the one. He can't play he can only play the one. And if you're going to bring your number nine lottery pick off the bench, you're not doing it right. You're, you're really not. At some point, you have to realize we don't have a clean slate with like the Pistons, like the Magic. We are a team like the Raptors who have players already in sets and you have to draft around them. It's no longer just draft for a best player on the board. You draft for need now and you're going to lose your best swingman. You're going to lose your best big man, Rashawn Holmes, and you can't swing a trade with the number nine pick. You can't do it, really? Okay, good stuff, Lottie Divac, and whoever the hell the owner is. I did a report Vivek, on him in my first year. Vivek Ranadive. Yeah, he uh, bought the Kings because he uh, coached his daughter's basketball team. I learned that in my uh, college English class. I did a report on him anyways. Yeah, number nine, it was not the spot. Um, I will give them this. It was a very guard-heavy draft, extremely guard-heavy. So I feel like if they weren't going to take a guard, they should have traded out. Uh, I think... It'd be a different story. How angry I'd be if Franz doesn't get taken at eight. Uh, I feel like if he goes past him at nine, then I throw my computer. Uh, but he gets taken at eight, so they get put in a tough spot, but they still draft a guard who can only play point guard. So if you want to bring your number nine pick off the bench, sure. Uh, watch me sit here and twiddle my thumbs, uh, but I don't like the pick. Uh, take it away, George. Well, I, I also do think that they could have traded back for the guy who actually got taken next at 10 uh we'll get into that a little bit mitchell is is a great pick at nine i feel like that's great value he fell a little bit but for the kings <laughs> there's just really not use for him if if they can ship out buddy i mean i guess that's better but they still have two point guards ahead of him uh, you you eventually do throw hallie at the two but because halliburton was great he was great his rookie year he he, he, he was great and kings don't normally get that at that kind of value late in the lottery Especially when they've kind of said, like, we're not going to pay Barnes and Holmes because it doesn't seem like that. you you got to have a backup plan. You trade down and eventually get someone who can replace those or or package them uh, to get a starting level guy at your three or your, your five. So question marks there. It's going to – I don't know what it's going to do. I feel bad for Mitchell because he's playing behind an all-star point guard and uh, a, a future all-star guard in, in Halliburton maybe – but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it's going to look like for him. And, yeah, Nowakowski, take us home. I'm not a Mitchell hater. He was one of my favorite players going into the draft just to watch. I love watching the guy. But I don't like to sit with the Kings. I don't see how it benefits anyone. Now De'Aaron Fox is like, well, what the hell is going on? We're going to play, what, 2v5, only guards? Like, I don't understand. 
Uh, but yeah, just your thoughts on Mitchell taking to the Kings. Yeah, it's not the right team. I'm I'm with you. I like Mitchell as a prospect. I think he's a great player. I think he's pretty complete because he wasn't one of the older players in the draft. I think he's like the, almost the same age as Trey Young. So the room. So I think we know what he is as a player. I don't think he's going to grow a lot. Um, you know, grow his game. Um, but yeah, for the Kings, this doesn't make sense. You literally texted in the group chat today before the draft, as we were talking about Lakers stuff, the Kings don't need a point guard and that's what they drafted. So I would have traded out. I would have waited, gotten, I don't know, just gotten someone bigger, a, a, a small forward or, or take the Turkish center and trade back like something else. Cause this was just, this was not the pick for them. Yeah. And I mean, I, I will say it now. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to backtrack, but the actual Donovan Mitchell is six one and he does play the two guard. Uh, but I don't see that same kind of explosiveness with this Mitchell to play the two. He, uh, I, th I think he's a pure no. point. He he's a pure point, and I'm trying to pull up his three point numbers. I know he struggles at the free throw line; like that's like a bad thing for him. Is he he gets the yips at the free throw line? Um, sorry, let me pull up if it said his three point numbers. Um, yeah, I can't find him. Oh well, well we can bring him in. He, if he struggles, if he shows from, from the free throw oh. line, he pro. What are they? Uh, so a uh, forty-five percent from the field, and so his first two seasons he shot thirty-one percent from the field, and in the last two he shot uh, he's brought up to forty-five, but that's just from the field. That's not from three. Okay, well yeah, if we find it, we find it. If we don't, who cares? If he shows from the free throw line, there's not good mechanics there to shoot a three-point shot. Uh, but yeah, wasn't happy with that. But let's get to number 10 here. George mentioned it. Uh, Memphis traded up for this. Uh, they were 17th pick. They had that Pelicans deal that went down that included Jonas Valanciunas. This was the big part for them. It was this and not having to pay Jonas Valanciunas. Um, George mentioned this. And I will say right now, I'm hearing this was a bit of a stretch. Uh, George, yeah. is, that, is that true? And how do you like it? Yeah, a little bit of a reach. But I'm not totally mad about it. Um, Desire Williams, uh, a wing which I feel like they have been looking for a little bit more. Uh, he can fit around Jaw and Jaron Jackson. I know they have slow-mo there, um, but I feel like he can play behind them. They're going to have a nice bench rotation with Williams, Bain, Tillman. Uh, I, I guess Dylan Brooks maybe. I don't know if he starts, but... I think Dylan Brooks is there too. It goes Jaw, Dylan Brooks, slow-mo, Jaron Jackson, whatever five they find. Uh, or they. Yeah, I totally think Williams can uh, be a future six-man. I think they... And and they're locked in with this core, and I'm not mad because I feel like this was like uh, another piece that they needed to just be like a backup wing. You can't really get much of those, and he's talented. He's very talented, so a little bit of a reach. But with you know the forwards who were left after that, um, I, I think they did the right thing here. Yeah, so I mean, slow mo's not going to be there forever. He's a great role player, but he's not locked in long term. So you start slow mo this year, and you develop Zaire. Um, who also, cool last name. I forgot he was in this draft. I might have to take back what I said about Scotty Barnes. Uh, but no, Kowski, how do you like this pick was, uh, with uh, Williams? Uh, yeah, I think it was the right pick for the Grizzlies. Um, he's a great finisher at the rim. Um, doesn't matter if there's a big guy in front of him. He's just a strong, good finisher. Uh, his shot needs work. 37% um, from the field. So shot needs work. Um, but he's... 
he's kind of the opposite of Kaminga, where Kaminga is, or sorry, not Kaminga, um, or it was Kaminga, yeah, where Kaminga is more, he needs to be the catch and shoot. Zaire likes to go off the dribble. He does not like to catch and shoot. So I like the pick paired with Jaw and some of the other, and, and JJJ, the guys on the team. I like the pick. It was a bit of a stretch, but I liked it. With what I saw, uh, and then also what you guys are describing, I feel like you pair him with a veteran point guard off the bench and just let him score like 15 a game off the bench against second units to get him warmed up. And I, I like that a lot. Uh, all right, number 11. I'm leaving with Nowakowski here because uh, the Hornets picked up James Buchnight, uh Bucky, as I'm going to call him. Uh, what well, You like this? It seems like oh. he slipped a, li- a little far. Oh. Uh we were, we were talking about he might go seven. We were shooting some hoops. Uh, I was shirtless. It was hot out there. Um, but we I talked about this was your wet dream if, if you could get the Hornets on there because you love the Hornets. You love LaMelo. You got all the jerseys on there. Uh, DHK is shaking right now about with how many jerseys you're going to have to order with the, of this guy. Uh, so James Booknight, so the Hornets, what do you think? What do you love? I love this pick. Um, a really explosive shot creator, three-level scorer, and a guy who really – he has, if you watch the film on him, step back – as a step-back shooter, I really couldn't find – he is a great step-back shooter. And I know there could be UConn bias to this, but they were even saying as the draft analysis. He has, they, they, said, they said the best step-back three in the draft. That's what they were saying. He has the best step-back in the draft. Um, I liked him a lot. I, You know, I've said weaknesses on everyone. Turnovers can sometimes be an issue for him. I'll give him that, but really a great three-level score. Him and LaMelo, it's going to be fun. And sneaky athletic, very sneaky athletic, which is a lot of this Hornets team. So lobs are going to be coming to him, and uh, I'm so excited for this pick. Do you see him coexisting with LaMelo? Uh, They're going to be on the same team, so they coexist. Or is he more of a bench player uh, that comes off and gives him a spark? Uh, I think they can coexist together. You know, you have the Lamelo at the one, and you could put him at the two. Um, he's six five, so the two is really just the spot for him, I think. Um, but he still has a lot of growth. He was only a sophomore this year, um, so but I really like him, and he has a very good handle of the ball. His turnovers are more in his passes, but he has a great ball handle, ball handling skills. So. I think these two can coexist. Um, I know Lamella put on his story. He's super excited to have him there. So um, I think it's a perfect fit for the Hornets, and they really like they they got lucky that he fell to them. So George, yeah, Nowakowski has this being Kemba two point UConn step back and all. Uh, what do you think of this pick? Non bias. Uh, I don't know if I can label him as Kemba two but I think this very well will be. <laughs> I think this very well will be the seal of the draft, um, just where they got him at. It kind of reminds me of, you know, Halliburton falling as, as uh, much as he did last year in the draft. Just him and LaMelo, man, it's going to be a, it's going to be a phenomenal show. And I really think that backcourt will mesh well, um, especially, you know, in the next three years. They really got, you know, they probably are going to have a top, you know, who knows in the next few years, a top three backcourt, top five. I mean, it, it remains to be seen, but I think they'll mesh well. I, I really think that, Boke Knight can kind of, you know, per, oh, what's the word? He can really evolve into like their closer. I know Rosier had been doing it, but I think eventually they'll get away from him. Lamelo can just, you know, run the show. He doesn't have to focus on scoring as much now. I knew that 
you know, coming in, he would have some nights of like 12 assists and, you know, like 10 points or something, but he doesn't have to focus on that as much with Boak Knight next to him. So I really feel like Boak Knight can thrive as like the guy who can go get a bucket and LaMelo can set up everyone else. Uh, so what does this mean, George, for uh, Terry Rozier, Devontae Graham, Malik Monk? Uh, yeah, the guys um, not named Lomelo in that backcourt. I think this makes Rozier the most expendable. I think he has the most value. I do see Devontae Graham or Malik Monk thriving as like a six man. Um, but I do think Rozier, his time might be up. He's probably going to want to command um, a larger deal because he has been he has been playing well. And I just feel like I'm not saying he's the odd man out, but I, I feel like it's in charlotte's best interest to get value back from right now uh they definitely gonna need a big man i know they traded for Plumley. i don't think he's like the long-term fix uh but for now it's certainly an upgrade so i do think they look to gain assets to maybe attack that in the future thank god i don't have to get the Plumley trade its own uh you know section so we'll cover that very very briefly not on the best contract Plumley, but uh they did need a center uh i didn't think zeller was the answer long term although i'm a bigger fan of his than most uh, but yeah, Plumley's a lob threat. He's going to be pretty good. He's not the best Plumley, but he is Mason Plumley. Uh, so he'll, he'll be pretty solid there. Had a down year on the Pistons just because they had no use for him. Uh, they were, I don't know why they signed him in the first place, but he's on a four for 32 in the second year. Turns into what a three for uh, 24. So uh, pretty, pretty good stuff from there. I think they traded uh, two seconds for Plumley. So uh, that's taken care of there. Uh, number 12 here, Spurs get Joshua Primo. I heard he was not supposed to go here. I heard he was, this is the biggest reach of the draft. So, Nokowski, take me through that. Uh, yeah, his stock had been rising after the combine, but I still thought this was a stretch. This would have been different for me with the Spurs. Um, I mean, I would, I'm fine with them going with the guard position. I do like Moody more a little bit, I think. Um, but he, he's raw. Um, I think he's an underrated playmaker. Um, the stats don't say he's a playmaker. I think he can be a playmaker. Um, but in, in a good catch catch and shoot. He's a catch and shooter guy. So it was a stretch, a very big stretch. Not the pick I would have made. But, yeah, it's not, I w- it's not as awful as now looking back at it. At the time when we heard the name, we were like, that's a stretch. But... Now getting to digest it, look at it, uh, know more about him. It's not too bad in my book, but it was still a stretch. See, uh, now I I don't know about the whole stretch thing, but I do know the Spurs cannot get another pass for drafting another guard. They simply yeah. can't. They have their star. They have uh they have Jonte Murray. He's their he's their star point guard. Then they got Quindary Witherspoon, guard who can't play the forward. Derek White, who's a pure point guard. Lonnie Walker, who they've turned into a small forward when he came into the league as a point guard. Devin Vassell, who had turned into a small forward when he came into the league as a two guard. Um, Keldon Johnson, who was a two guard. And now he's a power forward for some for some, <laughs> for some reason because they need, needed a necessity. There's, they, have, they haven't drafted. They're, they're the Kings. They haven't drafted a player that's not a point guard in like five years. And it's getting outrageous at this point. You, you have to look at this and be, okay, they're the Spurs. They're the model of excellence. But what the hell's going on here? Why can't they get someone... I really like Moody here. I I think he would have filled the need there. Another three and D guy. Uh, and in the Spurs offense, you don't got to be, you know, break down a defense on your own without a screen. Like you're going to have a lot of off ball movement there. So it would have been perfect for Moody. Um, they also struggle on defense last year. Would have been a good pickup there. You're losing to Marta Rosen, who's a swingman. Would have been good for Moody. So uh, George, what do you think about the Spurs getting Primo? 
Uh, probably the most shocked pick of the night. He is the youngest draftee. He was projected to be a late first pick as well. Again, with the guard situation, I don't, I don't know why. That's the least of their worries. They have White. They have um, Murray. They got all those other guys that you named. They, they just keep going back to it. And I, I don't want to transition this into like, like a pop thing because obviously we all love him. Because Team USA and no, <laughs> but like he's the he great best coach, you know, best coach of all time. But it's just like, I don't know. Is is it? Is it the end for him? Uh, I just don't know. It just this made no sense, especially when they're they're going to be losing Rudy Gay most likely. They're going to be losing DeRozan. They need wings, 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 and they take a guard who isn't really ready. Yeah, and I know the rebuild's going to be starting up uh, now. They're losing like Rudy Gay and Patty Mills and about DeRozan, oh, but Patty you Mills can't. Too, yeah, you can't keep drafting guards. I just named off six guards that are worth giving minutes to. If you if you're gonna take a guard, trade back, please for love of God, don't, take your hand away from that big red button. Don't press it and trade back so you can get or reach and take the Turkish MVP. Just get someone over the height of six six, please. Just please I would do have been that. fine if they took him at twelve. I would have been fine with that pick. That's where Rhodes had them taking them, just because the whole Turkish connection and the was well, a touchy subject for George because uh, he is Greek, but uh, just the whole pop international waters thing. It, it always works. Uh, all right, end of the lottery here, Pacers. Get Chris Duarte. Uh, nice little last name there. I'm getting these guys off last names, not basketball-wise. Uh, but, George, uh, take us home here uh, before we get some post-lottery steals. Chris Duarte, you like it? You love it? Don't like it? What's good? So this is interesting. He's already 24. A, a Jesus on the Christ. Older side. He's very yep. old. Yeah, he was. What he was is a he, a Ju- super senior? How's he 24? No, he was, a, he was a Juco guy, and then he transferred. So he had like all Oh, I like him. Years. I like him then. I like him. <laughs> He's a Juco he had, guy. He, he had all these extra years of eligibility, and then with the pandemic, and then he stayed. But uh, he's a very solid player. I just had him going uh, towards like the 20s, and I just thought – I think he's a guy who you want him on a team that's like ready to contend because I think he can contribute that. Pacers is interesting. They have a lot of good guards and forwards, so it'll be interesting to see where he fits in, honestly, because they got Levert. I don't think they're moving TJ Warren because that's why they uh, they didn't take Kuz. Uh, they got Lamb. I know they just traded Holiday, but they have another one. Brogdon's there. You know, all these guys are there. So it's just really interesting. I didn't think this was really best fit for them. Uh, Duarte is a great player though. So I don't know. I just, he is, he is a little bit older. I don't know what it, where he fits into their future. Nilkowski, you think there's merit to uh, taking the oldest guy in the draft because they're a win now team. Uh, they get Rick Carlisle. They're going to be a win now team. Now he's most mature, but is he the most NBA ready prospect? Most NBA ready. I don't think he was the most NBA ready, even though he was the oldest. Um, you know, he, he does have weaknesses in his game, but he, one thing I love about him and Rick Carlisle is going to love this about him. The dude hustles on both ends of the court. He's from Juco. Of course he hustles. Well, he may not be the best defender on the court, but he's going to go 110% on both sides of the court. So that's what I really like about, uh, Duarte. Um, he relies a little bit too much on his three point shot. Um, he, he gets, he gets real shot happy sometimes, but um, I, you know, I don't think he is the most NBA ready. But I, I'm okay with the pick. I don't know where he fits with the Pacers, but I don't know where they would have gone instead. Maybe Kispert or the Turkish center, but 
I I was okay with the pick, um, but I I love the effort that he gives. I feel like Kispert would have been a good pick just because they're probably going to lose Doug Buckets this offseason, Doug McDermott. And uh, they can only pick between him and TJ McConnell. And I think TJ McConnell is a little more uh, uh, irreplaceable. So I'm going to sign TJ McConnell over him. And I feel like Kispert could have taken McDermott's shots off the bench. Uh, but the way you guys are describing him, I'm going to do some more research on this guy. I'm already loving him. I'm going to be pulling for him. Juca, not just because I'm a four-year junior college commit, uh, but also just because it takes a lot to get out of Juco, a lot to get an actual offer. Uh, so he, he, I, I, when you say he hustles, I know he probably hustles pretty hard. All right. So uh, we've been talking about a lot of these players be, being a reach. Uh, has been some people, you know, dropped in the draft. So I'm going to start with George here. Uh, just go back and forth. Nowakowski, talk about some steals. Uh, obviously, Boke Knight. I don't feel like that's much of a discussion as a steal. I'm going to go with a second rounder here. Uh, he fell really far. I know there's some health concerns with him, but Jared Butler out of Baylor, uh, 6'3 combo guard, shot 42% from three, was Baylor's best player, uh, in my opinion, on, on their championship run. And Utah snags him at 40. Um, they can pair him with Conley. Uh, he can come off the bench actually and be with Clarkson, who you know is a little bit of a defensive liability. So maybe that'll help them. But you know they have these you know defensive guys who can also shoot. That's kind of what the Jazz have you know with Bogdanovich and Ingles. So I feel like that was just an incredible steal. And then my last one. Hopefully I'm not taking all of Nowakowski's. Uh, Sharif Cooper. I believe he landed with the Hawks, right? Right, Nowakowski. Yeah. And. Uh, as a freshman guard, he had 20 point per, points per game and 8-plus assists per game. The only guy to do that in the last 30 years as well, Trey Young. They have two incredible playmaking scores. Um, and just, I mean, they were phenomenal. They they just have so many guards and wings uh, depth that they're really going to be set for years to come. So I hope Nowakowski has some uh, left in the I tank. Do. Okay. I so, do. So I'm not a dick, Nowakowski. If you want to, if you had notes, if you have any thoughts about players, George already said you could give a little summary, or you could just move on. You watched all 60 picks. I know you got more steals than just a three George mentioned, so you could uh, go either way with this. Um. So, uh, yeah, Sharif Cooper. That was my number one steal. The man was supposed to be a, a first round pick. I saw some where he was early 20s. Like I saw him mock to the Lakers so many different times. So him falling all the way to 48 with Atlanta. Um, Atlanta got a good one there. Um, him and Trey, oh, Trey, him coming off the bench. I like that a lot. Um, I mean, I don't know if this was a steal more. I love the fit at 19, the Hornets taking Kai Jones. I know you, we, t- you guys talked about him last pod. Um, the big man from Texas. I love this for the Hornets needing a center, needing someone like that. Um, I love the Kai Jones pick. Um, again, this one, not a steal, but more like I got to mention it. 44, the Nets taking Kessler Edwards out of Pepperdine University. Okay, no, no. You I, love Pepperdine. I, I've been to a few games, and I, I, I was, hey, George, your UCLA Bruins went to triple overtime with Pepperdine. And their point that guard, was super early in the season. They uh, ended up actually Kobe getting Ross to the Final Four. 40 on your head. Colby Ross dropped 40 on They weren't head. ready yet. First uh-huh. game of the year. Not concerned. And, uh, th- again, this one's more the fit for the Nets. Kessler Edwards, 3 and D. A perfect fit for the Nets because that's what they really need w- around KD, Harden, and Kyrie. Just a guy who shoots threes and plays good defense. 
That's Kessler Edwards. Um, um, I don't, I like Luca Garza going to the Pistons. Um, you know, the, and the player of the year, um, I don't know how his game's going to translate in the NBA. He, he has a lot of things he needs to work on, but the Pistons need to sell tickets and Cade Cunningham and Luca Garza will do that for you. <laughs> Good stuff, boys. Uh, I'm going to sprinkle in, uh, every, the trades we had, uh, we didn't have a lot of them. Uh, but before the draft, uh, Landry Shamit is headed to the uh, Phoenix Suns for, I believe, uh, uh, Jadavion Carter and a second rounder. It was uh, the first. It was it was their first. It was their first. So it yeah. was their first. Carter's a good player. Didn't get any run uh, because of the emergence of Cameron Payne. Uh, but the guys loved him in there. He was a first in the gym, last one out kind of guy. Uh, what what the do we think? Of this? Replacement. Yeah, I he, actually, I really like it for the uh, Suns. I actually thought Shamit was going to be a guy they kept and uh, kicked uh, Joe Harris out the door after his disaster class all postseason. So they they kind of put it in a puzzling place, but um, Shamit is an incredible shooter. Uh, they just get more offense, the Suns. Uh, he's okay defensively. He's not really like a cone out there, so uh, they'll benefit from that. I really like that move, too. They only gave up a late first, uh, but with the Suns, they're contending. That pick really doesn't matter to them right now, especially as we saw in the playoffs. They shortened their rotation down. Their 10th pick from last year hasn't even like barely played, so they kind of just said, F the pick, and we're going to get some talent that can play now. Uh, Nowakowski from the Nets side, uh, they get uh, Carter, who is, like George said, the Mike James replacement of Mike James. They can bring Mike James back, or maybe they don't want to. I don't know. Uh, but then they get that pick, too. Uh, I'm really sorry. George, you know how that pick was used uh, for the they Nets? on Sharp. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, what do you think about it from the uh, from the Nets point of view? Uh yeah, center from North Carolina, uh undersized center, 6'11. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, but you know, but his strength, and this is why I liked it for the Nets, elite offensive rebounding. The dude's just gonna grab boards, kick it back out. They're, they're gonna shuffle him and Nick Claxton in out of the lineup, <laughs> and no one's gonna get a goddamn rebound. Okay, all right. I see you. Yeah. I see you. So, uh, de- defensively, we're not going to talk about uh, his perimeter defense or anything like that. Not out the door. But uh, yeah, I think they used the pick well to get some something that you know is valuable on the team is rebounding. So um, from the Nets side, uh, I, I've liked Javion Carter out of uh, West Virginia, and you know he just yeah he couldn't get run with the team. I think he'll get run with the Nets, and um, yeah, I I think it was a pretty. I liked the trade for both teams. Solid. All right, let's uh, end the draft stuff here with some. Uh, we'll, we'll start. Uh, we'll start winners. We'll go winners. So uh, George, uh, start us out here. Uh, we probably have a few of the same winners, so we're gonna ro- go back and forth between you and Noah Cass before we run out of them. So don't run your whole uh, notes down right now, but do your first team. All righty, uh, getting redundant here, Hornets. Uh, they had a phenomenal draft. Just getting the steal of the draft in Boke Knight. Kai Jones, very good big. Uh, they didn't have to give up much for either. Uh, pretty self-explanatory. And then who do I want to go with second? I'll have Josh go. I want to think of the second one, but I'll have Noah Kowski Well, he was going to go anyways. So uh, <laughs> Noah Kowski. We're, who, who, we're going one at a time here. We're going bro. one at a time. So Noah Kowski's going to the crumbs of your NBA hierarchy. Uh, Noah Kowski, give me a winner. Oh yeah, Hornets was the obvious one. Uh, their winner, um, but uh, Orlando Magic. You know they had Suggs fall to them. Then they take uh, Franz Franz at seven at eight. Sorry, 
brain fart there. Um, but yeah, those two picks, uh, great picks, you know, having Suggs fall. I like Franz. Um, yeah, Orlando, big winner for me. Uh, George, you got another one? Nah, we can just move on. I think we got the gist of it. Oh, I, I, I got one late round one. Oh, he stole my thunder. What's up? What do you mean? Uh, you, you didn't have any thunder. Uh, okay, <laughs> Lightning I, in a bottle. I, I, I mean, so the Clippers, they got like, right? The Clippers, so they got Brandon Boston, uh, Jason Preston. I think there's one more. Too. Trey Mann. Trey Mann. I love Trey. Another I man for the love, Clippers. I love Trey Mann from Florida. I'm and and you know Jason Preston. That man is hype. Um, and Brandon Boston. I like the pick. So yeah, the Clippers coming out of nowhere with all that. Uh, a winner in my opinion. Yeah, my big winner was the Magic. Uh, for the reasons like I said, you have five and eight, and you don't mess it up. Hip hip hooray! Can we agree? Uh, do we have a do we have a player in the lottery that's kind of like a big winner? Uh, kind of like uh, you mean like individual player? It's a win that he's that he he's going to that squad. Yeah, I'm gonna. I it might be it might be like I don't know obvious, but I think Cade is gonna be really good for just Detroit overall. He's embraced it. Um, you know, so I I just I don't know. Right from the get go, when he when he found out the Pistons were one, he's like, "Yeah, I'm only taking a draft with you, and I'm gonna embrace it." And he wants to work. He's ready, and I just think like overall, it's it's time for Detroit to you know have this franchise changing guy who wants to be there. We saw Blake Griffin just quit on them, you know. So I think it's gonna be good overall, just for the league and and for uh, Kate himself. No, Kowski, you got a guy. Uh, I feel like if Suggs goes to four, he's the biggest player winner. If he goes to raps, uh, yeah. yeah. Any other uh, anyone else you like to highlight? Kind of like they left that draft. Like, hey, that was, yeah. a, that was a, a success. Um, I mean, as long as the Cavs make the right moves, um, Evan Mobley, I think it, it's gonna be. I like the fit there with the guys they already have around the team, and now you're gonna get a really good, talented center. Um. So, you know, as long as they do the right thing with Jared Allen, um, you know, whether that's sign and trade or just I let him or, or he walks. But uh, Mobley, I like I like him in Cleveland. I like his uh, path to a starting role and like to develop. But they got Garland there who's a decent passer. If they keep Sexton, Sexton likes that ball. He So maybe yeah. Mobley, Mobley might not get as many touches as he wants. But if they ship out Sexton uh, and they got Rubio as well today. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he he could run up some pretty good pick and rolls there. Uh, losers, I'll start with Nowakowski. Uh, give one, Georgia. Give one. You'll give one. The world of turn. Hip hip hooray. Uh, for obvious reasons, the Warriors drafting. Yep. I mean, if they would have drafted more NBA ready, uh, especially at seven, taking Kaminga, that pick made no sense at all um, with what your goal is for this upcoming season. Um. And yeah, and Moody at fourteen. That one, if Kaminga wasn't picked, I would have been. I would have lived with Moody. But the fact that Kaminga was taken at seven, um, yeah, Warriors, big loser here. George. So I don't feel like this was really talked about much. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Knicks here, and I'm kind of adding on yeah. to my my Knicks uh, hate train because I know I, I've. New York hates you just like Trey Young. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They had 19 and 21, and they only ended up taking 25. They traded out of 19, and they ended up moving back from 21. And I just felt like that range of, like, you know, late teens to 20s, there was some really, really solid, like, 
lottery level guys and they only end up getting 25 and in this draft i just felt like where they were they could have had a chance to get like some you know like franchise changing guys and i know they have a lot of cap space they feel like they're ready to contend they could have even traded it in a package with someone but i just felt like only doing that only getting 25 with what they had was almost a disservice to themselves i don't know let let me hear your opinion on it because it really wasn't talked about much tonight well i'm so i'm not really following uh, they had 19 and 21. How they only had to put 25 future assets? Yeah, they they moved 19 out for like a future first, I guess. But I, yeah. I don't know. I I felt like I felt well, like they- this draft is really deep. So I kind of agree with you. Like that 19th pick this year is worth a lot more, more than like than, a, a yeah. future first rounder. There was guys that went in like the 20s that were should have been lottery level guys, even like the second round. So I just felt like I don't know what they were waiting for, and they ended up moving back as well from 21 to 25. I just I didn't get it. I thought you either take them now or trade them all. I feel like they overthought it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you have 19 and 21. You want to package it to go somewhere else, but you don't want to trade out of that spot. No, Kowski, I see you itching to get in this. Oh, no. So I just want to say, here are the picks 19, 20, 21, and 22. Kai Jones, Jalen Johnson, Keon Johnson, Isaiah Jackson. Yeah. Telling me not one of those guys could fit with the Knicks right Jaylen, now. The, the Knicks have like four players they want to play. Like they're, 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 they are. <laughs> Jalen yeah. Johnson, he was the small forward out of Duke that went to Atlanta, right? Yep, correct. Yeah, he got a lot of he got a lot of Cam Reddish uh, comparisons. The Knicks are also playing Reggie Bullock at their three. Um, felt like that's an easy instant upgrade. Uh, Jalen's a three and D guy, uh, sort of like Bullock, but cheaper and younger. Uh, you know, fresh legs that they want to run into the ground, but just felt like it was it, it was just a weird night for them. Maybe that not necessarily a loser, but I felt like they didn't come out of the draft with. Uh, what I expected them to. Yeah, not at all. Uh, all right. Uh, any more losers? The no. Kings? Yeah, Kings. <laughs> Self-ex- yeah. Self-explanatory. So, yeah. so my two, the Kings and the Thunder. And it, oh, yeah. Uh, do, do, do yeah. You guys want you guys know what the Thunder did at, at 16, I, right? I'm about to tell you what the Thunder did. <laughs> I'm, I was saving it. I have it written right here. That's fuck, so they that's take pathetic. Josh Giddy at six. You can have your thoughts about that, but he's still a good prospect. You reach a little bit. Who cares? He's your guy. We'll see how it turns out. They also have 16 and they trade 16 to the Rockets for two future firsts. <sighs> it's never going to end, man. So now that now I just keep saying you can't draft everyone. I keep saying that George keeps saying that everyone keeps saying that about Sam Presti. You got to trade think, these picks. He thinks they can. But so you trade this pick. Right, so okay, you're you're trading one of the picks. Cool for two more for two more future ones. And we already went over this. This 16th overall pick, this first rounder, is a lot more valuable. We just talked about how valuable 19 is. Imagine 16, 16. They took the Turkish MVP. The Rockets did. <clears throat> and what makes this so much worse, which pisses me off even more, the Rockets are the other team in the league that have all these first round picks, and they package these first round picks, get the player they want in the draft they want at the spot they want. And they only lose one first for it. And this is what these first round picks are meant to do. You're supposed to use these as sweeteners to get to move up in the spots you want. And Sam Pressy's sitting here. He's like, oh, you, it's it's unheard of. You get offered two future firsts. Okay. I don't care. Are you telling me you didn't do your research to pick 16, the pick you've had since the lottery? You you don't know who you're going to take. Especially, especially in a draft like this that's so deep. They, they should have just, you know, if because I know you, they have tons of guys on the, on their draft board where they're like, okay, you know, these are guys that we want. If they're somehow they're after our pick, maybe we look to throw two future first to 
trade up. I mean, just look at like a guy like Jared Butler that went 40. They could have thrown like any first round pick they could have gotten here out of the 36 we have. We'll give you one first for your 45 second rounder. A team's doing that, no doubt. And they could have got with a steal. They could have got a Sharif Cooper, a Jared Butler, or even a, a Jericho Sims who went like 58, who was a that could be a starting level center. I like you said, I don't know what they're doing here. This was the draft to use one of two of your 36 future firsts to move up and get talent and use these compete. sweeteners. You could have legitimately gotten this sounds crazy. You could have legitimately got five first rounders in this draft. If you wanted it, you have yeah. the picks and they would the, still have 20 left in the next five years. I mean, <laughs> Nowakowski, where do you stand on the Sam Presti problem? Uh, because I'm going to do a spotlight on it. Uh, eventually I have to, I got to do a spotlight on what's wrong with Sam Presti. Cause it, this draft pissed me off even more, but what do you think about what he's doing right now? Uh, he needs to start packaging those for, for players. He needs to, or, or, you know, getting back into the draft, stuff like that. He needs to use some of these to get some NBA, some NBA players. Now, in my opinion, you have these picks, you can't draft all of these dudes. You're going to need trade them. And it, what it sounds like from Shams, I'm guessing they're getting more picks for, for in the Derek favors deal. Um, oh no. <laughs> so it's like what the so I don't understand what he's doing right now. Um yeah, I I I think he dropped the ball big time tonight. And what drives me crazy is they have they have such a good history of getting steals in the draft. Their their scouting team is A1. Mm-hmm. They've gotten these guys like like uh like just to name a few. Uh oh. Sergi Sergi Baca Dort Baca's way back there, um, uh, Stephen Adams like these guys they they do they do your homework on scouting and you don't want to use these wasn't, picks. Wasn't Nick Collison a pretty late pick too? Yeah, he was in the KD draft. He was he was pretty yeah. late too. But I don't I, I don't know for sure if that's same uh same scouting team uh, but yeah they, they the OKC Thunder have a very good history of just they get the good value out of these picks and they don't want to use them. And how do you go into the draft with the most picks and you leave with one of the least amount of selections in the draft and just getting future assets? The future is now. You that like I know you have all these picks, but the future is now. Don't spend any more time on this, but th- th- they were the biggest loser for me. Yeah. Especially because it rubs it in the salts into my wounds that the wo- the Rockets are the ones that <laughs> Use their picks to trade in, but Sam Presti is going to be offered four first rounders for SGA and going to have to say yes. <laughs> yeah, he just ha- the offer is unprecedented. <laughs> You've never seen four first rounders for a player of SGA's caliber. Shut up! I hate him so much. He, he every ticking day that goes by. All right, that's enough I, draft stuff. Okay. Oh, what do you have? What do you have? What do you have? I, I don't know. I just I just feel like if you're a team that has a star that maybe OKC is inquiring about, and maybe, you know, that star hasn't asked out yet. If I'm, I am hardballing Sam Presti. I'm like, I want, I want nine. seven picks. I yeah, want like, nine. Like, you know how many picks this dude has and he wants your star. I'm going to be a hard ass. I'm going to be like eight firsts. What is it? And then he's going to run away from it. Like, like, I don't know. I, I would just, if you want to know whose picks are most valuable, his own. The Thunders, because they're going to suck for the next seven years, and the Rockets are going to be on pace in probably the next two years. They're probably going to be yeah. making at least play-ins. And I don't see the uh, – who's the other team he traded? The Clippers really falling off and being a lottery team. So these picks, they're going to lose so much value in the coming years, so much value. No, and, and like I've said, 
I, I know it's like, oh, well, he, they, you know, 2024, 2025, those are way more value right now because of the unknown. You know, who knows what happens to the Clippers in five years? You know, Kawhi could like, you know, randomly. Maybe they retire. got robots being drafted in 2025. Yeah, like, you like, don't I, know. Like, you, you don't want to go get into like 2023, 2024, where it's like, okay, we can see that team is more likely to be good. You know, we're not going to want to trade for those picks right now. A, a 2025 Rockets pick could end up being gold or a 2025 Clippers pick because, you know, maybe PG is hurt or, you know, ends up leaving. Kawhi is hurt or retires and the Clippers got nobody. It's like, oh, shoot, look how great this pick's going to be. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to do I'm going to do a deep dive spotlight on Presti, really see what his assets are and what he's going to be able to do with them. But, yeah, lose it for me. Uh, great draft coverage, boys. Excellent. Phenomenal job. I'm glad I got you, too. Uh, all right, just a few more stuff to take care of. Uh, me and Okowski have been joshing about this the whole damn day. Uh, <laughs> the idiots in the city of brotherly love, more, more specifically, Daryl Morey, he's calling these teams begging to get the phone hung up on him. Uh, we covered the uh, Warriors pa- or the uh, we covered a certain package last episode. Toronto. I don't know which one it is. We covered Toronto's. Let you know us better than I than we know ourselves. Uh, but we got two more here, so it drops in the morning. Daryl Morey wants a Harden-like package for Ben Simmons, which already I'm like, all right, slay your roller, big boy. All right, he's not James Harden. Uh, but I guess he's hanging on to the fact that, hey, they had a chance to swap Ben Simmons for James Harden, and they said no uh, when, the, when Harden wanted out. So I guess he's hanging on to that right there. Uh, so he, he needs to go to therapy or something, get that off his chest, figure that out, because uh, he's not going to get that. But he's, he's looking for it. So he went to the Warriors, and he said, uh, this was before the draft. So he wants the seventh pick the 14th pick, Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, and two future first-round picks. Uh, I want to say for uh, clarity, on the last pod, we said 7-14, Wiseman and Wiggins, no extra first, uh, for Bradley Beal would be a fair trade. We agreed on that. And he wants two more firsts for Ben won't shoot a layup, Simmons. So that's that's wild. Uh, and then we got he goes to the, to the Spurs, who made some questionable stuff here, but they're not idiots. They took a questionable guy at 12. They're not idiots. He wants four future firsts, four with an F, and a young star like DeJounte Murray or a collection of their guards. And um, three swaps. And three swaps. So uh, very, very similar to the Harden deal again, uh, if you want to pick centric one. So I just I, I wanted to get that off my chest and I, I just want to have some fun here because it's not fun reading this off because it seems like Ben Simmons will never get traded because he does not know his value. His GM doesn't. Which one was worse, Nowakowski? Which one? Who hung up the phone first or like a quicker, the Warriors or the Spurs? Because these are both ridiculous. I mean, that's tough because I, I think the Spurs – just because you say four first and you hang up the phone right away. Four first, hang up the phone right away. Like, right away. At hey. least, like, he started the Warriors at 7 and 14. It's like, okay, I'll keep listening. And then it was more and more, and then it's like, now I'm hanging up. He starts off with four first, hang up the phone right away. Hell no, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, uh, George, hop in here. Oh, hop in here. Uh, what, uh, what do you think about Daryl Morey here? <laughs> I mean, this is kind of like I, I hope you enjoy this one. I just thought about off the top of my head. This is kind of like in fantasy football, especially our league. You know, you're sitting there, you value your guys, you're like, all right, 
I'm gonna take I, I'm gonna send you like my bench my wide receiver four and my wide receiver five for like your flex who is a like like your third round pick and you're like yeah you're you're crazy you're an idiot I just feel like or Maury could be like okay I'm gonna really go high with these guys and then hopefully they they lower the offer and then I can get like a middle ground and somehow just win the, the barter system but I, I I'm just hoping he, he's going to like the max offer that he wants and eventually just scales his way down he's like eventually these guys are gonna have to listen because Simmons is too talented but I feel like he's really really just not doing well because there's no leverage any I just feel like there's no leverage it's like okay we know what they want but we know what we can really get from him so I feel like the leverage play is just out of hand right now I think Maury's looking for excuses not to trade him, but they he wants to seem like he's doing his due diligence because mm. I feel like he goes, I don't know how, I feel like the conversation could go like this. He goes to Spurs, okay, we want two firsts. And Spurs is like, okay, sure. He's like, all right, I, w- I want three firsts in a swap. And they're like, uh, uh, he's like, I, I want four firsts in a two swap. And, and then hang up the phone. And I, th- I think it might be like that where he keeps pushing his luck just because he wants, he doesn't want to trade Ben Simmons. And what's going on? What's <laughs> happening? <laughs> All right. George, George, George is having a, a good old time. Uh, but he muted himself. We'll move on here. No, I'm sure we'll piss on Daryl Morey another time, probably next pod. Uh, and then we'll see when Ben Simmons finally does get traded or if he doesn't, I don't know. You uh, he, him and Embiid hate each other at the moment. No do, way. Do you, no, Kowski, do you think it could be, to send us off here, uh, and we'll talk about Team USA a little bit, but do you think it could be a thing where it's like, we're going to high, high, high ball these teams, and then we're going to get his real value lower? Or do you think these teams aren't going to take a second call because they know what the first one entailed? Exactly. So I, I'm fine with going the high ball route and lowering your expectations, but he is going above high. He's going like, record-breaking, crazy, out-of-his-stupid-mind high with these ideas. Like, I mean... He's yeah. on crack. Crack that's cocaine, Daryl yes. Morey is. Exactly. That's what he... So, he's going too high if he's if that's his goal, to go high and go lower. Because if, if that phone rings and I'm the Spurs and it says, Daryl Morey, I, I hit that little, like, like uh, sorry, can't talk right now button and, be like, and just be like, nope. I just I don't answer their phone calls or I say you want to talk let's start with two first and I do the talking or you call Daryl Morey I I don't think you let Daryl Morey call you yeah Daryl Morey doesn't have uh the ability to give me trade offers anymore he's gonna listen to me (laughs) and me only all right the nightcap here team USA beats Iran 120 to 66 hallelujah uh there is a right in the world again. Team USA is now a 500 ball. Amen. Uh, Nowakowski, you said you caught a lot of this game. Uh, I know Dame at 21, all threes. Uh, I know Iran's not the best team, but is this kind of something that could get the Team USA point in the right direction? Or is this kind of just like a beat up on this team? All right, show me what you're doing against the Australias and the Argentinas and the Spains. Uh, you know, it was a great win for them. Uh, good shooting performance from three. They were hitting their shots, played good basketball. Um, maybe it's a stepping stone to playing some better ball, but again, the way Iran's going to play you on defense compared to what Australia is going to do on defense, a lot different. So, I mean, maybe it's a confidence booster for the team, which that's great, um, to do. That's great for the team. I think it's what they needed. Um, 
you know, to just beat up on a, on a little team here and to move into their next game. So, um, yeah, good win. Um, yeah, they're 500 now, but I, I'm waiting until they play uh, some of these more legit teams uh, to see what they're made out of. Did you see any changes at all, like just on the court, or was it just kind of just like, this is Iran, we're going to have a good old time and just beat the piss out of them? <laughs> it, yeah, kind of. I mean, there wasn't much change in the game plan. I think Pop, I mean, Pop is not very known to adapt like that. Um, you know, he kind of has his game plan and just sticks to it. And if it doesn't work, well, oh well. Um, so I didn't see a lot of change from Team USA other than their shots were falling. Fair enough. Uh, George, did you have any thoughts on uh, Team USA here? Uh, I didn't really catch a lot. Of, I caught most of the game, not all of the game. So if you didn't catch it, they're on a weird-ass time. So there's no shame in it. Well, I was I was planning on watching. I turned it on. It's like 49 to 18. I said, you know what? I, there's no need for me to watch this. But uh... You simply don't like basketball. I'm, I'm realizing that. You <laughs> no, said no, no to hooping no, with me just, today. In a beautiful Southern sorry, California I was, night. I was actually working. You know, I'm sorry. But, you know, it was late at night. I'm like, oh, it's a blowout. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to go watch my Netflix show. But, I don't know. This game really felt like the, the TikToks we've all been seeing where it's like, get up, salute the flag. And it's like U.S. beating a third world country that doesn't have rights or something. This kind of felt like that. Uh, we've gotten to that point in the podcast. So, I hope not many people are listening. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I felt about it. Uh, Jimmy, fact check me. Does Iran have rights? uh we'll, we'll get to that not, not i shouldn't have meant rights but i didn't want to get into like the nitty gritties of like you jamie know. fact check that for me thank you um yeah it's late man it's 140 and we've been recording for 140 so we're like right on par right now we're, we're I, I, I started at midnight yeah if it gets to two o'clock i'm gonna call it right away <laughs> um, get up, salute but... the flag it's memorial day weekend <laughs> no kowski you want to talk about slovenia and you want to check me and George uh, for talking no, about no, Slovenia. No, check, check no, you, no, 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 no. George was on my side. No, George. Yeah, no, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. he doesn't like when he gets double teamed. No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. I love George, getting double teamed. Check, check, oh. Oh. Check, check George's Twitter. He was definitely on my side. But yeah. Slovenia. Slovenia, 2-0 and oh now. Luca played There were some deleted tweets. I know for a fact. <laughs> Uh, the one sixteen eighty one victory over Japan. Luca, uh, I believe he had twenty six points in twenty or twenty eight points in twenty six minutes, something like that. Um, so he played well. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mute my mic. <laughs> was that a goddamn yawn? Are you serious? <laughs> was was it, that was, a yawn? Yeah. Why? It sounded like my roof was caving. I thought I was shaking little. I thought the sky was falling. Did it sound like a whale's calling? It it it, it was well, yeah. It's it sounded like I, I was. Look, I, oh man, the last five minutes of this are going to be a class. He cuts out. He cuts out. All right, Nowakowski, talk about Slovenia, and let's get the hell out of here. Uh, I'll keep it short and simple. Slovenia, uh, they. They have the right guys surrounded by Luca. This team is literally built built better than the than the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> with Porzingis. Like that team, that team, that team sucks. This team's good um, with Luca, and I'm just gonna say there are there are five teams I think that can medal. Slovenia is one of those five. Name the five. Uh, I have Australia, U.S. Spain, 
Uh, I said Australia, right? Yes. Uh, and Argentina, Slovenia. Okay. Word. Word. Okay. Um, who's your pick? Don't give me George. Mute. Mute. Please, for love of God. Who's your uh, Who's your pick for for gold? Because I I don't know how when we'll have you next. So I want to get um, locked in because uh, you're the guy that I know mo- knows most about the Olympics. Oh, man, I'm really torn between. The U.S. Oh man, I forgot France. Hang on. Oh, we we. Okay. Are we kicking out? Argentina, because Slovenia beat them. Um, so I'll go. It's between France and Australia for me. It real like I think the U.S. could possibly beat them again if they played France, if they play Australia. But you know, give give me give me a Rudy Gobert. Good ending story. Give me the gold to France. Yes. <laughs> uh, George, let me get you back in here. Hopefully you can hold your breath uh, this time. <laughs> oh, Jesus, hell. <laughs> um, is, it an, is it a disappointment? Should they have not even gone to Tokyo if USA can't get gold? Or the time's over when they just stomp over everyone. There's a valid excuse for, for silver and bronze. Um, I mean, it is gold or bust, but I mean, if they get silver, I don't think it's like, a, oh, they shouldn't have gone. Any any medal is, is one you take. So, George obviously- loves participation trophies. But I, I asked you as as your your American bald eagle burger chowing, not beer drinking, but pretty damn close. Uh, just self. And as an American, I feel like we should want first and only first yeah, in, we in basketball. We, we, we want to win. We don't in wanna, basketball, we come on. We're going to have to have a redeemed team in 2024 with, like, goddamn LaMelo uh, Ball Lamello oh. and, like, John Morantz and, like, all these guys. John Morantz, I'm on my Grizzly. Yeah, okay, we're, I'm going to call it there before I start quoting any more J. Cole and get us copyright striked. Uh, thanks for watching or listening. If you made it here, holy hell, we appreciate you. If you made uh, it here, 145 comment. 145 uh, pod. Uh, yeah, if you made it here, comment George Martin's hairline on the next Instagram post. I will Venmo you $20 on God. Just drop it in the DMs. I will. Um, yeah, that being said, Instagram at TH Hoopers, Twitter. Ooh. G underscore Martin 21. See him tweet Ooh. about the craziest of things. George, Ooh. what was your last tweet about? Uh, I think it was about... Um, it was about Lakers. one of those basketball-loving girls. I know it was. It was about no, one of those thirst-trapped girls who talked about basketball. It was about, about, about Mac McClung. Yeah, Mac, Mac McClung. He's going to light up Summer League. So yeah, so, ne- so next uh, pod we'll talk about definitely uh, some post-draft stuff. The... Cu- the, the uh, what's it called? The aftershocks to the draft earthquake. Uh, we'll talk about different. Undrafted mute your mic. Mute, mute, mute your mic. Mute your mic. <laughs> we'll talk about undrafted free agents, all those deals being signed, and we'll gear up for summer league that we might be going to. Who knows? Who really knows? Life's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah. Besides that, um, thank you so much for listening. Subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Thanks for being OG, everyone, and uh, enjoy the weekend.